Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 150. Even our cell phones have cell phones. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and we have spent the week scouring the internet for all the best technology news, and we've condensed those many hours down to just 30 to 75 minutes worth of podcast. Here with me, as always, Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello, Nate, and hello, everyone. Some people have iPads to surf the web. We use scouring pads (laughs) to scour the internet. This is true. And this is episode 150. This is great. Yeah, this is a big one. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll have some plans in the works for our second and third. Wow. What? Third anniversary episode in January. I don't even like you that much. Yes, but uh, I do have a special announcement at the end of the episode regarding episode 150. Mm. But let's get into technology. Dave, what's yeah. that on your wrist? Well... It's a coral little bracelet oh, I bought beautiful. at is Forever that tur- Forever Turquoise. Yeah, Forever Twenty One. No, um, oh my other wrist. Yes, this is a Nike Plus Series Four. Not yeah, Nike Plus Series Four Apple Watch, forty four millimeter. Wow, with a black fluoroelastomer band. Mm. Your original band. My original band that came okay. with my Series Zero like three years ago. Yeah. It's still holding up. I got to tell you, people bulk. Is that the right word? Bok? Bulk? Bok. 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 I think it's bulk at uh, the idea of spending $50 for a bulk. watch band. Bulk. It's, we were, <laughs> it's not a it's U It's a combination of a. B-A-U-L-K, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's lasted. It's held up. It's really nice. Uh, regardless, I'm getting off topic here. Bok. Balk. B-A-L-K. Balk. Why do you have to say the L? (laughs) Not according to Google Dictionary. (laughs) What is this? How do we get into these rabbit holes? (laughs) Because words are hard. They are. So there's a lot to like about this. Yeah. Um, I gave my son, Sam, my Series Zero because he's a cross-country guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we went on a a one-mile walk yesterday. Well, a mile there and a mile back. So a two-mile walk, I guess. And we were testing out, you know, I started my thing and he started his. We tried to use the Nike Plus app. We tried to use the built-in app to kind of compare them. And, you know, numbers, like you said, are hard. Mm. I'm burning more calories than him, but I think it's because I weigh more than him and yeah. I'm taller than him. And he's and like, well, older my. than him. Well, and, and it's kind of arbitrary anyway. Yeah. I mean, they don't really know how many calories you're yeah. doing. They're guessing. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out some of the differences, but. All in all, um, man, we c- couldn't get the Nike Plus app to wa- uh, work on his watch. Things were launching so slow. He's just like, oh, this is – why isn't it working? I'm like, exactly. Yeah. That's why I needed an upgrade. Yeah. But anyway, I like it. There's a couple bugs I need to work out that we talked about. But man, if you're in the market for a watch, yes, this is the one to get. Don't You don't need to wait around. And we haven't even walkie-talkied yet. Well, I think I tried to invite you. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't pop up. Uh, anyway, we're still learning. So, Siri Shortcuts, you had a screenshot in our show links database Yes, that you wanted to talk about. Well, I just thought it was cool. Maybe some of you know this. I didn't immediately know it or it wasn't immediately obvious. But if you swipe all the way to the right or to the left... Swipe right to get to the to left. the left page on your iPhone running iOS 12, where you get to your um, 
your info screen that has your yes. notifications, your notification screen or whatever. You can add different widgets. And there. I just want to remind people there is a shortcut widget there. So if you've made custom shortcuts with the Shortcuts app, you can put them on your notification screen so that when you access that screen, instead of using your voice to turn them on or putting a shortcut on the little homepage, you can run them from the widget. Yeah. And it's very easy to slide over there, tap it, you're done. Yeah. And when I was setting the one up for my wife, the home ETA, and I go, well, do you use your notification center? She had no clue it existed or mm-hmm. how you get there or anything. Uh, but it is a, those widgets. You can't if you set it up for the stuff that you actually use. It can be very helpful instead of like two pages worth of Apple news that you never look at or something like right. that, like battery and mm-hmm. Siri shortcuts. Or if you have some thing. mapping type shortcut. Nice, nice. Uh, well, let's move on to follow up. You mentioned last week you had some friends that had been hacked mm-hmm. uh, via consistenttech.com. I've been talking with them this week, trying to help them out, get set up on LastPass and this. They did find out that Comcast had actually reset their password mm. for them, but didn't tell them. <laughs> what the so fact? they thought their Comcast had been hacked by somebody and somebody else had reset. So it wasn't as bad as they thought. But I've actually, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, I've created in communicating with them, mm-hmm. a great document on basic security for your devices, for your passwords, that kind of thing. Great. So I will share that via the website so that everybody can check that out and just give you some real practical tips on some of the bare minimum stuff you can do without spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a family of four. So the LastPass family is $4 a month, and then they can share certain passwords and each have their own vaults. So all that kind of stuff. And they're a mixed um, operating system yes. type family. So yes. You know, one password wouldn't really be an option yep. because it's kind of Mac and web only. Mm-hmm. But if you have a Samsung or a LG or a Pixel, it won't work for you. Yes. So LastPass is the correct option for them. Yes. And they are using Samsung S8 phones. Okay. So they're decent security-wise. I hear good things about the S9, but, yes. you know, S8. Uh, S8. <laughs> S8. But S8 is nothing to slouch out. Yes. Uh Another family plan, the LastPass family plan, we've talked about SetApp before, which is mm-hmm. uh, for if you have an Apple computer, you pay $10 a month, and it's kind of like a Netflix of apps. You get They have probably, what, 50, 60 different apps. Some of them are very worthwhile. Yeah. They're, if, even if you use one or two of these apps, it's worth the $120 a year you're going to yes. pay. Yeah. So now they have a family plan uh, where you can actually get set up. And I think it's up to five family members mm-hmm. uh, through set app. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. If you have a couple Macs at home and you want everybody to be able to use it instead of having to pay. So $15 a month, it's you plus five people. Right. So maybe I should set that up for myself and then five lucky listeners could be my oh, family. Maybe. So I have a set app subscription that I use here at work and I have it on my primary work computer on another work computer and then yet another work computer. (laughs) And so, and I also have my iMac at home that I want the apps on as well. And so what I ended up doing is you get two licenses or two seats with your subscription. You could put it on two computers. I bought an additional license for $5 so I could have it on three computers at the same time. Not really necessary, but it's such a pain to log out, log back in and download all the apps and whatever. So I decided to pay the $5 a month to save my my brain. I'm thinking, do I switch to a family plan? 
for $15 a month, and I have access to even put it on more computers. Yeah. The caveat is I would have to create different users for each computer, hmm. which is kind of a pain. Oh. So it'd be like, I don't know, David Baylor at, at Hotmail.one. Do you or, have to do that for the family plan? Yeah, it's it's different family members. You have to have different accounts, I believe. Oh. Anyway, so be warned that it's doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to get the family plan. I'm going to put on five computers. I think you have to have five separate user People. accounts. Oh, okay. So, but you can create five yeah. yourself. But managing that might be a pain in the butt. So interesting. Anyway, think about it. Um, but it's a good deal either way. Whether you do pay for it individually or you spend five dollars extra to add a new license. Uh, your situation will vary, but it's a good deal all the way around. Nice. Well, uh, the Bloomberg story, this big, this microchips that were on these servers and everything, Tim Cook has actually come out and said he is demanding that Bloomberg retract this story. Mm. Um, nobody in the wild has been able to prove this happened. Mm-hmm. If it was on all these servers, somebody should have evidence. It is such a weird thing because Bloomberg is. is such a reputable. And they're adamant about it. Yeah, yeah. So they're sticking to their guns. I just saw this morning that the CEO of AWS for Amazon, he came out and said he agrees with Tim Cook. Bloomberg needs to retract this story. Now, here's my theory with my love for the media Mm, conspiracy time well bloomberg had this as a cover story i think as a retraction it needs to be a cover story i think that media outlets when they do a retraction it should be the equal headline Mm -hmm. value as the original story because they always do like a back page little like this one would obviously get a lot of press on page 12 yes in size 8 font you can read all of our retractions but Mm -hmm. i think Bloomberg, if they really want to get through this, they need – because I believe Apple and Amazon. I have no reason to. I know Leo Laporte is adamant that Bloomberg's right because he had a Bloomberg guy on his podcast all the time. And Um, when that guy's not there, he's probably like, Apple's right. Yeah. So he just yesterday he was saying he believes Bloomberg. He thinks that this is such a big problem that Apple's lying, that the government's told Apple that they need to lie. If the government said – Apple, you can't talk about this. I don't think Tim Cook would be going on the record saying, you need to retract this story. He would just let it go away. Yeah, they're going to follow the law. Yes. Uh, Speaking of Apple, next Tuesday, October 30th, Mm -hmm. they're having an announcement in New York City. I've heard of that place. You know what makes me mad about this whole thing? It's not in the Pacific time zone. (laughs) I'm going to have to get up early to listen to this announcement, like at 7 a.m., which means I have to get up earlier than that. Or you could just get up when you normally get up and then watch watch it. it. Watch the replay. Don't talk sense to me. I'm up at that time anyway, so I'm excited because I'll be able to get through that. We'll be able to record us, probably do a special episode next week covering that. Uh, We're expecting iPads, probably some computers, who knows what else. I'm not going to hold my breath on computers, but you're going to see iPads. If you don't see iPads, then something is weird. Yes, yes. The invitations, they had like 150 different... 370. 370 different images, like paintings and artworks of the Apple logo. So that would imply creativeness. Adobe has actually announced that they're going to do full Photoshop on the 
iPad yep, and I've coming seen, next year. I've seen a demo of that online, yes. and it looks pretty good. Yeah, so uh, definitely iPads, and we'll see what else. But that's we'll probably do our episode after that next Tuesday so we can cover that and anything mm-hmm. else we need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't talked about Kindles for a while, and there's a new Kindle Paperwhite what? coming, and it is waterproof. It is. Now, I um, our good friend Tyler uh, actually alerted me to this. He's yes. like, "You going to get the new Paperwhite?" And I'm like, "What is this magic online?" Uh, I don't, you know, some I don't know how you guys get all this tech news so quickly because, like, I'm doing work. Yeah, and the. Is it, does it just funnel into your computer screen or what? I, just, I commit myself to researching, keeping on top of everything for the not nerd audience. Yeah. Well, anyway, I learned about it. And what's great about the Kindle platform is that if you have older Kindles, and these are the e-reader type. These aren't Kindle Fires yeah, and all that stuff. not the tablet. If you have the e-reader type, you can actually trade them in for credit oh. to get the new devices. And so if I were to be able to, <laughs> find. to find my Kindle Paperwhite... That's been lost for like day seventy five. <laughs> yeah, we should do a, a Kindle Gate. Uh, if I were to find that, I think I could get a twenty five dollar credit, oh, maybe thirty five dollars. Yeah. I can't remember, which isn't bad. It, it me, helps, and it just gets rid of old technology. It cost me ninety nine bucks when yeah. I bought it on sale, um, and then I have three others that I could get somewhat of a credit. Yes, um, the Kindle Touches. I have two of those, fifteen dollars oh, no. each. Wow! And then actually, the one your beautiful wife gave to me, the Kindle Keyboard. Yes. Um, if I think they were going to give me five bucks for that, Jeez. I wouldn't get rid of it. No. Are you kidding me? You, not when you have your museum. Yeah, I might get collection. rid of one of the touches, but um, almost certainly I'd get rid of the paper white because I'd be getting the upgraded model. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's everything. The old one was and more. Yeah. The yeah. the headline feature is they've added that waterproofing. And I'm thinking you're sitting by the pool. Or you know what? A lot of people like to read books in the bathtub. Yeah. And th- that's some risky business with your yeah. Kindle. You could drop it in there and ruin it. It's not going to electrocute you, but you could ruin it. But this new paper white, sploosh it in there. No big deal. Yeah. Dry it off. Good to go. Thinner and lighter as well. $130. Uh, they're being released November 7th, so you can pre-order now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can follow the link in the show notes, and we will get a little kickback because that is an affiliate link. Uh, you know what is not an affiliate link? Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. With all this new iPhones coming out, Nate, it's there's so many things going on. Yeah. There's the, the last year's iPhone 8, and then there's last year's iPhone 10, and now there's the 10s and the 10 Max, and there's this weird 10R that has been for sale for a week, but it's not out yet, and it's lacking some functionality that the other ones are. It's it's really confusing. Yes. Most notably, the 10R does not have a 3D touch screen. This is where you press into the screen, and it can dictate how hard you're pressing yeah. into it, and it can do various things. Well, and I think you brought this up years ago. It's like, why can't I just long press something to make it do the same thing? But, you know, Apple being Apple, they want to sell their new technology. So old devices don't get the new features. Well, back up a second. Hmm. With iOS 12, if you're running an iPhone 5S or newer that doesn't have 3D Touch, so that would be the 5S and the 6, Mm -hmm. you now can do this special thing that you couldn't do otherwise. 
and the feature I'm going to talk about is one of the best things about the newer operating systems and 3D Touch in general is that if you're in a document, let's say Microsoft Word or your notes application and you're typing along and you want to change where the cursor is. So let's say you go back to correct a mistake. Well, you can try to fumble and tap where yeah. you want the cursor to be and it never your goes. big fingers yeah. in the way and you can't see what letter you're over. Well, on a on the 3D touch enabled device, you can press into the screen. It turns it into a trackpad, and you can move the cursor around wherever you want. Well, older devices without 3D touch, you're out of luck. Not so with mm-hmm. iOS 12. You simply press and hold the space bar for like a second, and it turns your cursor into a trackpad, or it turns your screen into a trackpad to move your cursor, just like if you had 3D touch. And so, of course, this is an accommodation for the new phone that's coming out next week that doesn't have 3D Touch. But it also means that older devices without 3D Touch are now compatible. So that's pretty cool. So tell us more about that. Uh, well, I'm on my iPhone XS Max. It's so big I can see it from space. And I can do the 3D Touch method because it has, a, has that. But I can also, if I don't want to press into my screen, yeah. I can do it as well on the space bar. So any iPhone. Yeah. I would say that's the preferred method. The easiest, just rest your finger on the space bar for a second, and you'll be able to do that trackpad feature. I love it. Use it all the time. Yeah, and don't forget, on iPads, you can put two fingers on the screen, and it turns it into a trackpad as well. I'm curious to find out whether the space bar method works on that. Let's try it right now. So Nate and I both rapidly grabbed our iPads that were nearby, and I'm going to fire up my notes. Who knows what he's doing over there? So what did you discover when you whipped it out? On my iPad ten point iPad Pro 10.5-inch, it does work with the single finger on, on the, the keyboard space bar. Space bar. or the space bar or the two fingers on the – and you can do the highlighting. And yeah. Now, reason – I think this is a cool tip because there are some people out there with accessibility issues that don't like the 3D touch because you can go in and you can disable it in accessibility settings. You can turn 3D touch off. Some people just don't like it or some people don't have the strength to push into the screen to turn it on. So what a great accommodation for them to just barely tap the space bar, hold it for a second, and now they can move the cursor around. So that's my tip of the week. Great. Well, let's move on to our takes. We'll start off with a sad story. Uh, Mr. Paul Allen, Mm -hmm. co-founder of Microsoft and uh, owner of the Portland Trailblazers, the Seattle Seahawks, a philanthropist. He An created, all-around good guy. Yes. Musician, created the Experience Music music Project, which is now something else up in Seattle. Uh, but yeah, just a really great guy. He passed away from, he had been battling cancer on and off for a long time. And I have a link in the show notes uh, to Bill Gates' actual blog where he wrote uh, a very touching a uh, little article on just some of his memories. They actually met in high school. Mm-hmm. They've um, known each other in a long time. Or seventh grade. They met in seventh grade and spent a long time and made a lot of money. And Paul Allen had joined Bill Gates in his uh, giving away billions of dollars of wealth. Uh, so a very good guy. Lost too young. He was, I believe, 65. Which, mm-hmm. uh, but Yeah, that's – man, I used to think that was so old now that I'm – 20 years younger than that. I'm like, that's pretty young. Pretty young. Uh, So yeah, that's a sad story. You can read through the Bill Gates thing. I'm not going to read it because I'll probably get emotional again like the first time I read through it. Um, (laughs) A different kind of emotion. Dave's favorite Facebook. There was a lawsuit. Now there's a new lawsuit 
insinuating that Facebook inflated video views by up to 900% on ads. Wow. So people pay, and I do Facebook ads through Consistent Tech and some of the other stuff I do, Patrick's Children, the nonprofit, we do some ads. And so what was happening is they were inflating how many views you would get Mm -hmm. so that you were paying more for your ads and thinking that Facebook was providing better results uh, by up to nine. Originally they thought it was like 30 to 50%, something like that, but it's gone. Now they're saying 900% and that is just embarrassing. That's ridiculous. Uh, And this kind of came around right when Facebook was really getting into video, promoting, Mm -hmm. trying to become, you know, kind of an alternative to YouTube and show their value in the video realm. So flat out lying about, your analytics is not the way to go. So shame on you. And I suppose they would do this so they could sell more ads and charge more money, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Here's one for you. Something you're also emotional about drones. Mm -hmm. The United States Congress has passed a bill that lets U.S. authorities shoot down private drones. And you know, my opinion on this is not news because I would have expected them to do that regardless. Yeah. yeah. If a drone's flying over the White House or like over a protected space. Yeah. I mean, this just seems like they're uh, adding validity to what the government officials would already yeah. do. Yeah. So I don't think it's that big a deal. There was yeah. probably someone out there who's like, oh, man, this is egregious. But it's like, you know, if I have a small uh, piloted aircraft and I fly it towards the White House, they can shoot that down. Same with a drone. I mean, I expect them to do it. Well, we're marking that one not news then. Um, One of the things that I actually heard on the Clark Howard podcast, and you hear about a lot about Metro, what was it called? Metro One and Cricket Wireless and all these kind of second rate uh, cell phone companies, Boost, Mobile. And you're kind of like, well, what are these? What kind of coverage do they have? Well, Clark Howard was talking about them. And most of them are actually second brands for the major cell phone carriers. So Verizon has one, T-Mobile has one, AT&T, Sprint. They mm-hmm. all have their different ones. Well, oh, is Metro PCS. So T-Mobile has rebranded Metro PCS to Metro by T-Mobile. And they have some really competitive plans. Now, they kind of do the prepaid, bring your own phone, or Mm -hmm. get these cheaper phones. Um, But they actually have one plan for one line, $60, unlimited LTE data, 15 gigabytes of LTE mobile hotspot, Mm. taxes and fees included, Google One cloud storage and mobile backup, and Amazon Prime. What would you pay, Dave, per month, full unlimited mobile hotspot, free backup with Google One, and you get Amazon Prime included. That's going to be like an $80 or $90 plan. Well, for $90, you would get two lines on that, $60 for one line. Uh, So they have a starter plan that's kind of more limited that's $30 a line. Hmm. Uh, But a family of four on this plan with Amazon Prime is $150 a month. That's uh, pretty cheap. With this full unlimited stuff. So if you're looking for a new cell carrier, I still like T-Mobile. Both of us have a regular T-Mobile or T-Mobile plans. But if you're like, man, I really have a hard time spending that much money on – 
cell phone, that kind of thing. Look at these plans. I've got a link both to Clark Howard's article on that kind of covers all the different brands and rates them, and then one on the Metro by T-Mobile to show those ones just because we like T-Mobile so much. But right. um, the ability to get Amazon Prime bundled in with it, if that's something you don't have, all these features uh, are really cool and at a better price. So there is a lot of competition there, and from what Clark Howard says – uh, with the second rate, you're basically getting the same cell network as you do on the first rate. They just kind of have these prepaid and yeah. non-contract uh, companies that they don't invest as much in. They don't have carrier stores or anything like that. But For those listeners out there who are like me, who don't fully understand what Google One is, could you talk about that real quick? Google One is the new naming for Google Drive. Uh, so it's their drive storage. I see. They changed the name. So I don't know really? how much. <laughs> Again? This is Google we're talking about. Okay. Uh, so Google One, it says here, Google One is a plan that gives you expanded storage that you can share with your family, direct access to Google export experts and other members only benefits across Google. And it comes with mobile backup so you can securely backup your phones, videos, and multimedia messages sent through Android messages. So it directly ties into that, but you could also use it if you had an Apple device. Hmm. That's uh, really so, cool. Yeah, another another nice feature of that. Uh, next story, Apple. I This was a tweet. The link I have is just a tweet. Alex Lindsay, who's on the MacBreak Weekly podcast, he went to Apple and bought his new iPhone oh, yeah. <laughs> and wanted to get a screen protector. And they have these, it's like a one minute video of an Apple employee applying the screen protectors to his new iPhone. And they have this little machine. They have this just great method to get the perfect screen protector. Now I do not use screen protectors on my devices, but you do. And I I know there, everybody has frustrations with that one little bubble that's in there or that one piece of dust. Uh, And if Apple's doing it, I bet you if it's not done right the first time, they'll just pull out a new one and do it again. Yep. Uh, But these are Belkin um, ones. So for the 10s max is what he bought. There's this Belkin machine that seals it all up, takes care of everything. And then you have a perfect screen. I'm tempted to get one (laughs) just to go, see this machine in action it's like 40 bucks and he did include a video and it's really sweet and i've done similar things at home the screen protector manufacturers are getting more sophisticated when i got the package for my iphone 10 last year it comes with a small plastic frame that you set down over the top of your phone and then the screen protector fits with fits inside that frame so it's aligned perfectly so it's not crooked and i really appreciated that because one of the hardest things to do is to get it on there straight and for ocd people like me if it's slightly crooked you end up taking it off and then a piece of dirt gets under there and you put it back on you're like oh no there's dirt and and then you end up just throwing it away so if you if you don't want to mess with it it's expensive i mean it's like 40 bucks for one Protector. But the holistic cost of having somebody else do it and have it done right the first yeah. time. You're basically buying a $10 protector and paying somebody 30 bucks to apply it. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to our security. I actually have a couple stories this week. The first one, there is one of these companies that breaks in, helps law enforcement break into phones and get data off phones from criminals is telling law enforcement, do not look at Face ID phones because if you look at it a couple times, then it's going to lock and go to the passcode. And the whole legal battle of, well, they can use your face, but they can't use your ask you for your passcode, which I think is all ridiculous. (laughs) But anyways, I just thought that was funny. So they had a picture on the article of a guy with his SWAT team mask and goggles on so that he could look at a phone without... (laughs) 
<laughs> making it lock up really? because it was the wrong face. Yeah. It's the idea that it's something you know versus something you are or have. Yes. And authorities can access anything that you are or anything that you have. But something um, that you... Print yeah, your face. Right. Uh, but they can't access something that you know, meaning mm. I'm going to torture you to extract this information. So it makes sense, but it, it is kind of silly. Yes. Uh, and then our breach of the week, a uh, little website I hadn't heard of, healthcare.gov. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. Uh, the Man. website that handles that all of our never delightful worked. health insurance. That but never reminder, works. we are the most nonpartisan tech podcast of the week, but I think it is a nonpartisan <laughs> issue how poor healthcare.gov works. You said <laughs> most nonpartisan tech podcast of the week of the week well <laughs> That's and true the internet too. yes and the internet uh but seventy five thousand people's information was leaked and you do put a lot of information into healthcare.gov so yep. uh how many ever billions of dollars they poured into that website it still was not safe <laughs> and it wasn't it made by canadians um could have been um, and then just a quick one. I like to see this in the security realm. Mm-hmm. Apple, Google, Firefox, and Microsoft are all coming together to end TLS 1.0 in browsers. Now you're asking what's TLS? Kumbaya, my yes. Lord. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what TLS. Just believe me that it's an older security uh, method that just is not as secure. Transport layer security for oh, those wow. inquiring minds. Yes. Uh, so there's newer versions. Uh, 1.1, 1.2, and I believe 1.3. So they're just, by I think next year, 2020, they're going to completely wipe it from their browsers. And Uh, it's just, if if you have a website that has this thing, it's just not going to work. Yeah. You're going to have to upgrade. Hundreds of websites, like our story last (laughs) week. Tens of websites. Yes. All across the world. Oh, man. Our bonus odd take of the week, Palm. Now, everybody (laughs) remembers Palm Pilots back in the... uh, Early 2000s, Dave have, has a collection of them. I have one up on my shelf there. Yes, I uh, I had a few of them. They were really smartphones before because they didn't have yeah. – most of them didn't have And they did the Palm Trio, which was a phone. Yes. Uh, well, they were sold. They've been sold a couple times. So some startup in California purchased the Palm brand. And it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But they have created a new tiny smartphone which this is just silly. It's <laughs> so dumb. So basically it's this new smartphone like you think like an older like a tiny tiny cell phone before we had yeah, these like big Yeah, like the screens. original iPhone size. Yes. And it's pretty basic functionality, but you can't just use it by yourself. It's like an Apple Watch that you need to have a regular phone, and then you can have this as your second phone so that you don't take out your regular phone yeah, so it's much. it's tethered to your main phone. Yes. It's, it shares the number, so when the phone get, someone calls you, it will ring both phones. Yes. You have to pay a monthly fee for this feature. And the idea is, I'm going to take this small phone with me, one, because it's smaller, but two, I don't want the distractions of Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. However, you can install all those apps on this device. It's an Android device. And you'll just have a horrible experience with them on this tiny phone that's probably not great specs. Well, you know what else you can do? You can buy an Apple Watch or a Samsung, some gear or something, and leave your phone at home too. Yeah, yeah. no, And it's the same price as buying an Apple Watch, not as the cellular one. But then you really – it's like – 
hey, we can't, we don't have the technology to make a watch that compares with the Apple Watch, so we'll make it bigger. It's just like the debate with Apple when they had the smaller iPhones Mm -hmm. and Android had these huge phones. Well, it's a lot easier to jam a lot of stuff into a huge case instead of a smaller case like Apple used. So it's just a dumb product. Do not buy it. Well, what I thought it was interesting is that we are so affluent in this country and other countries around the world that even our cell phones have cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and the even weirder thing is they have Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors is like their creative director yeah, on like this. spokesperson or whatever. So maybe he'll start wearing one during a NBA game or something. Around his I, neck on a lanyard or what? It's not a watch. I do not know why companies do things seems that like solve a, no problems. It's an, a colossal waste of money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know what's not a colossal waste of money? Our picks of the week. Well, and you might think that, but you know what? You have to spend money on these things. Yes. But it's not wasteful because they're worth it. They're no, good value. No, we evaluate the holistic cost and bring you things that have improved our lives. Well, some of you out there might be audio engineers or videographers or enthousi- tech enthusiasts. Podcasters. Maybe. Who knows? A few years ago, a thing came out called the iRig, and this was from MK Multimedia. Uh, When we worked at Dr. Bot, we used to distribute these products, and the idea is you plug in professional microphones into your phone, and you can record things, edit things, etc. Well, you know, other people have gotten into this market, into this game, and you can enjoy the benefits of having an iRig product without spending all the money, and you can do that by picking up a Sarmonic smart rig. Mm. And that's what I did. And I'm looking online here on Amazon and they have a newer version, but the one that I have is it's this box. It's about three inches by one inch by one inch on the end is a standard XLR audio port for like hooking into a microphone or a soundboard. And then the other end is a cable that you plug into your phone and you use the built-in recording app or you download one of 12 billion different applications. <laughs> you can even download the MK Multimedia iRig app and use this thing with it. What it does is converts your analog signal into a signal that your phone – well, it's all analog all the way through. But um, something that your phone can pick up because it has a special port that has uh, – the microphone as well as the headphones in it. So you got to have this breakout box to hook up standard microphones. Anyway, I know it sounds really techy and nerdy, but it's a really great product. The newer version has a lightning connector on yes, the end because we don't have headphone jacks. Yeah, no, so you don't have to use your little adapter dongle. It's basically a built-in 3.5 millimeter to lightning connector. It's just built in already. So that's what the upgraded version has. And it also looks like, and I might need to get this thing, on the end where my XLR port is, a lot of uh, high-end audio products jam a quarter-inch plug in between the three holes of the XLR oh, port. yes, yes. So I've that seen if, that. Yeah, so if you have a large quarter-inch cable... You can plug it into a product, or if you have the industry standard XLR cable, they plug into the same hole, which is kind of oh, nice. That is nice. And my old version doesn't have this. I think I paid around 40 or 50 bucks for this. I'm looking. I do see under the compare with similar items yes. uh, that it is $40 for your model, $89 for this newer model with the lightning connector. 
Um, and then they do have the IK IK. Oh, it's multi- IK, not MK. IK multimedia iRig pre microphone preamp for smartphones and tablets is also forty dollars. Um, but yeah, great little device if you do a lot of audio stuff and need a little flexibility on that. They have a two channel one mm-hmm. uh, that you can do as well. But yeah, uh, and the IK multimedia products have come down in price. They they were in the hundreds of dollar range. Now that looks like they're down about the fifty dollar range. And so you can shop around and get the one that works for you. But there really isn't a better way to get audio into your iPad or iPhone than with one of these smart rig type products. Well, I've got a quick sidestep. Speaking of audio stuff, I DJed mm-hmm. a bar on the weekends. Yeah. And last week I had cleaned out my car and I have my backpack with my laptop and a lot of stuff in it, my daily go bag. And then I also have a little banker's box that I keep mixer and headphones and my little stand in for DJing. Mm-hmm. Well, when I cleaned out my car, I took that out and set it by the front door at home. And guess what? I forgot to take down with me Friday mm. night to DJ. So I get down there and I'm like, Ah, well, how do I do this? And they have all the equipment there and a board and everything. So I go, well, the other DJ that he just uses a headphone jack right into his laptop. He doesn't use his own mixer. I just like having the options and my own stuff. Right. So I knew I could plug that into my laptop. I found a uh, box and some Trivial Pursuit card boxes (laughs) to make a little stand for my laptop. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I've got everything set up, but how do I monitor my audio? Because I have USB headphones that I can listen to what's coming up and pre-cue things mm-hmm. while I'm DJing and go, okay, what do I do now with this? Well, I figured I've thought if I could just use my AirPods for that because they would work, but then I'd look kind of, uh, we'll say douchey using yeah. my AirPods while I'm DJing all night. Yeah, and it's like, like is this guy on a call? or is he Hold my to- <laughs> hand over it like I'm trying, holding my headphones up to my ear. But I had one of those Bluetooth in-out audio adapters that we've talked about before. Okay. So I connected that to, I plugged in a pair of just Apple earbuds, the mm-hmm. wired ones. Okay. And then connected Bluetooth to my computer and my DJ program. So I had, I actually could have walked around the room and pre-cued things because I had the little box with mm. my headphones plugged in that was connected via Bluetooth. Because wow. my headphone jack was already being used for the main sound. Man. So complicated, but to say, because I carry so much stuff in my backpack, I was able to make it work. Or you just remember your stuff. I know. Well, I'm <laughs> sitting there literally while I'm down there and it was a little bit slower night. So I had some time and I popped on Amazon. I'm like, oh, I should get this, this, and this. Then I'd be able to do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. or just bring my box and then I'd have all this stuff. I yeah. Needed. And I think the Boy Scouts have helped us in this one. It's just be prepared. That's be why you prepared. carry all this stuff. So you're yes. prepared. Yes. Um, my pick of the week, 20 minutes later, is we talked about it back on episode 123 when we were talking about some credit stuff, Credit Karma. Mm -hmm. Now, creditkarma.com, it's a free service. Clark Howard, man, this is like the Clark Clark Howard fan cast here. Right. Uh, He talks about it all the time. They offer a free service for you can monitor your credit score. Um, They help you, give you tips, all this different stuff. Well, what reminded me and thought why I thought to do it as my pick this week was I got an email from them this week and they said, Hey, you should check some of your passwords because we found the email address from your account Mm -hmm. in some security breaches. So I logged into my credit karma account and saw my amazing credit score. And then it said, (laughs) uh, you know, you're Nate Heath at gmail.com, which is my email address. And it said, we scour security breaches and we found these two passwords on Facebook. No. <laughs> yes. And one of these passwords 
uh, was one that I used to use for everything before I got good about using passwords. And the other yeah. one was the password password, which oh. I've used on throwaway services that yeah. I that have zero of my information. But it was a good reminder to, oh, am I still using that password on anything? Because I really shouldn't be. Uh, but it used to be on everything, so there's probably still some stuff. So I went and changed mm-hmm. a couple passwords. But Credit Karma, it keeps track of your credit score. You can see why your credit score is what it is, how to improve it. Um, and they'll also alert you and the free tier is plenty good. They make money off advertising because if your credit's really good, they'll advertise really high end credit cards. Or if your credit's really bad, it's like your credit's great. Sign up for this credit card so we can wreck it for you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that's credit karma, uh, which brings us to our iTunes review of the week, which there seems to be some weird glitch. It must be a glitch on their site. There are no more reviews. No, more iTunes what? customer ratings to read. We've gone through all of them? I think it must be a glitch. We'll check back in next week and see. Hmm. But I teased at the beginning, episode 150. We have done 150 episodes, 150 hours at least. At least. At least of podcast. Many, many hundreds of hours of research and editing and mm-hmm. posting and value to you. And something that we're going to do is start a Patreon. Nice. Yes. So I don't know if everybody's heard of one. It is a service that was created for people that do podcasts or do art or videos or something to have people support them. It was actually started by a guy named Treyon who wanted to be paid. Oh, so hey, he got what Patreon, a Patreon.com. And people started paying him, and he thought, I'm going to share this with other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every month, millions of dollars go to all these people that have signed up. So we've created an account. We'll put a link in the show notes, but it's also just patreon.com slash notnerd. And once you go there, you will see we're going to create some more tiers because they kind of do like a crowdfunding thing where you say, (laughs) if you give $100 a month, we'll come to your house. I want a $10,000 tier. (laughs) Yes. We will put one on there. What would would we give the people? Uh, something special. Um, but we are going to do some nice things, have some little, uh, like we have the Not Nerd stickers that we'll send yes. out to Patreons, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But It's we, like a club. It's like a fan club. Yeah, it is. You can be part of the Not Nerd fan club, and it'll help us um, be able to you know, pay for the fees that we have for the no, no, no. podcast and It'll everything. help us help you tech better. Oh, this is true. This is true. It is not about us. It will make us be able to do more content, more reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, buy more gadgets to tell you about and which, <laughs> which ones to get and which, which is ones good not for to get. you. Yes, it is. this it really is really good for you. So go check out Patreon. If you've never seen it before, there's probably other people that you follow that are on there. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people do it because it's a very low barrier in to entry to get set up. And then you can just set up to do a one-time donation or a monthly donation and say, hey, whatever this podcast podcast is, I really like what they're doing. And instead of uh, ads or buying certain products from advertisements and all that stuff, it gives just kind of a one-to-one mm-hmm. way. They take a small fee, but a one-to-one way uh, for you to be able to support us. So I'm excited. I'm going to sign up. How, <laughs> yes. much is, how much am I going to do? I <laughs> yeah, what tier do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but with that, we're going to wrap up episode 150. We've done wow. it, Dave. We've done uh, it. And get out there and tech better. That's not your pick of the week. Wrong spot there, Pinky. Oh, yeah, I got it. Well, I, you don't have a spot for Dave's tip of the week. Yes, oh, I there do. It is. 
the one that says Steve's birthday. <laughs> wow, that is a fan. <laughs> I, need a, I need your jacket for my legs. Are you getting cold? No.